Do you have a very simple and easy plan to make sure that you sell every listing? And when you sell that listing, at the end of that experience, your clients are so impressed, so grateful that they love you. I mean, they love you so much. They're referring business to you. They're telling everyone. When they're in a restaurant, they're saying, and somebody's talking about real estate, they lean over and go, hey, 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 I heard you talking about real estate. You've got to talk to my guy, Brendan. He's amazing. That's the steps I'm going to be taking you through today is eight simple steps to make sure that every client loves you when selling your listing. So when we jump in, my name is Brendan Bardick with Brendan Bardick Real Estate Coaching, where our mission is to train the most elite real estate agents and coaches on earth. If you want more information, hit the subscribe button. We've got tons of great videos. Ring the bell. Check out our website, brendanbardick.com. But let's go ahead and jump in. All right. So when we start talking about this, let's talk about number one. If you really want to sell this listing appropriately, it sounds kind of common sense, price accurately. Now stick around to seven and eight. These are probably two that you don't hear about very often. But when we're talking about price, pricing accurately. This is one of the things that we teach in our CMA mastery course. And the reason it is so valuable is I see a lot of agents go into this situation with a seller and they go, so, uh, uh, what do you want to list the house for? And then they list it at that price or they go in, show them some comps, don't really have a plan on what the price needs to be to make sure that this property sells. So here's what I want you to think about when you're thinking about pricing accurately, we're not trying to do a appraisal. We are trying to establish market value. And market value is the price that's going to cause the home to sell and to have great offers, tons of buyers interested in it. And that's what we're going for. So when we're pricing accurately, we use a couple of different techniques. Number one, our internet pricing strategy. So with our internet pricing strategy, let's say that the house is around $500,000. I hear this all the time. Why don't we list it at 5075, 519, 525? That makes no sense. So with internet pricing strategy, we know that buyers search the internet in $50,000 increments. So if I'm going to price a property property accurately, and I believe that it's going to be priced around $500,000, I'm going to price it at 500 even. This way I get everyone looking from 450 to 500 and everyone looking 500 to 550, not 499, not 501, 500 even. But Brendan, 499 sounds better. 499 sounds better if you're selling VCRs or a blender or something like that. This is a strategy. Explain the strategies to your seller. They will love you for it. Okay. And if you want more of these, check out our full CMA course. It'll give you all the tips on how to price property accurately. All right. Number two, of course you need professional marketing. Now, when I'm talking about with professional marketing, we're talking about postcards, brochures, photography. One of the things that we pride ourselves on is magazine quality photography. When you say magazine quality photography to a seller, they're going to go, wow, that makes sense to me. That's, I, I want my property to look like it belongs in a magazine, but you have to back it up by a photographer that does it. So go into every listing thinking about what your marketing budget's going to be for this property and make sure what you're also doing when you sell this property is of course you want the seller to get the highest price possible, but you're also marketing this for future sellers and future business. Every listing you take is a resume for your next listing. Don't pinch on this. Make it amazing so your sellers have a great job and make it amazing so you have a better resume for the next property. When we're talking about number three, 
Oh, I love hosting out open house extravaganza. So that's actually what we call it. Open house extravaganza because it is. That's what we put into this. If the property is available to be for an open house, meaning it's not a high rise or there's something tricky about it and the sellers are comfortable with all of it. We do open house extravaganza. So Friday and Saturday from 12 to 3, we are going to be the week before making phone calls. We're going to be canvassing the neighborhood, sending out mailers, sending out text messages, doing slide text, slide calls, getting everybody on earth excited about this open house extravaganza. Now, we also like to tie all of our open houses to a charitable event. So let's say that I was hoping having an open house this Sunday, I would tie it to either a clothing drive, a canned food drive. So when I'm making calls, I'd be like, hey, when I'm calling the neighborhood, hey, this is Brendan with XYZ Real Estate Company. We're having this amazing open house extravaganza this Saturday from 12 to 3, also on Sunday, 12 to 3. And in fact, it's going to be amazing. I'd love you to come by and judge the property. People love that word judge. And give me some feedback on what you think. In addition, we're doing an amazing clothing drive for the local veterans. If you have any clothes, coats, anything like that, that you'd like to drop off that we could provide to those veterans, I would be able to take them and get them to the people in need. I'd greatly appreciate it. So are you going to be able to make it on a Saturday or Sunday? Wonderful, wonderful. And let me just send you the email information with all the details to it. Uh, what's the best email address for you? I'm doing this very quick and very hyper, but just to get the point across, right? So open house extravaganza. Also, when we're doing open houses, we do what's called a seventh level open house. I'm an, I have a whole separate video on it, but it's seven levels of things we do. We're talking balloons, signs. It's got to be an extravaganza. I see agents all the time that do an open house and they're like, I got to do an open house on Sunday. So let me find a property from someone else because I don't take listings because I don't prospect. Let me go see if I can sit there. I put up about three signs and sit there at the back of the room and hope somebody shows up. That's why you get frustrated and go, man, open houses really aren't that beneficial because you didn't do anything to make it a great open house. Hello, use your brain, make it great. Number four, provide weekly phone updates. This is highly critical. I see people that are scared to give updates, scared to give feedback. They're not sure what to say, how to say it. Have a set time every week. So mine was always Monday at 11 a.m was when I did all of my weekly phone follow-ups because I would let my clients know in my, my listing presentation that we're going to have the open house extravaganza. Don't worry about calling me because we're going to be collecting all the data from the weekend. I'm going to reach out to you between the hours of 11 and 1 on Monday. I'm going to give you all the feedback from this weekend and then we can talk about what to do next. And I'm going to give you a really cool strategy here at the end on how to make that call. You're going to love it. Number five, presented at the weekly sales meeting. Get everyone in your office excited about it. If you have a small boutique office, then I don't know what to tell you. Tell the four people there. If you're at a large company, whether your company does this or not, tell them to do it. Get it done virtually. Our office, we have amazing agents. We explain it to all of them. We do a lot of deals in-house. It's phenomenal. Make sure that you're cross-pollinating you know, cross it, if you will, and get it out to all the people there locally. They already know about it. Tell them it's kind of a sneak peek You know, at the sales meeting before you go active. The more people that know, the more people that they're going to tell that are going to give interest in the property and get your sellers the highest price. Showing feedback. This is another one I see people screw up all the time. You need to be able to talk to the agents and filter the showing feedback. I see agents all the time give the exact feedback directly from the agent digitally to the seller. Let me tell you something. Not all agents are the brightest. Here's a news update. 
some of them are actually quite annoying and stupid and they'll put stupid feedback that makes absolutely no sense and they'll type it up at, at 11 o'clock after having six glasses of wine and then you automatically forward that right to your seller that makes no sense to me you need to talk to that agent filter that feedback and make sure when you're communicating to your sellers you're explaining to them and getting to the real root of what the feedback was so here's an example the agent comes back and was like it's priced perfectly you're gonna have 19 offers on it just wasn't the right fit for my buyer i've seen this feedback you send that feedback directly to your seller they're gonna be like so i'm underpriced they think, uh, no, it's because this lady doesn't know about the pricing. She doesn't know about anything. Her buyers didn't want to purchase it for some reason. I need to find out more information. Don't send that feedback to your seller. It's just going to make them more confused. Be smart. Think about these things, all right? Here we go. Number seven. And this is the one, if, if you take anything away from today, that I want you to remember. So I'm going to teach you a strategy called the three option strategy. So every Monday, I would call all of my sellers. And if the property didn't go under contract or have multiple offers or any offers at all I call up and I use these this exact same conversation so ring ring uh, hey Bob it's Brendan with XYZ company hey we had a great weekend lots of showings I've got some great feedback with you at this point unfortunately we do not have any offers so Bob at this point, and I would give him all the feedback, you know, and, and make sure he understands what happened. Bob, at this point, we have three options. Number one option, we can wait around and hope and pray that a buyer comes along and makes us a great offer. Number two, Bob, what we could do is we could add more value to the property, meaning we could remodel the kitchen, add more landscaping, repaint, add new carpet. We could do that and try to add more value to the home so we could attract more buyers to it. Or number three, Bob, we could adjust the price to allow more buyers to have interest in the property so you can move forward to a successful closing. Bob, what would you like to do? And then you have that conversation. Generally, they're not going to want to hope and pray. Number two, maybe they're going to want to do some adjustments to the property, meaning or updates to the property and things like that. When you have that conversation, if it makes sense, do it. Most of the time, it's not going to make sense because of timing, risk, all of those things. And number three, when you're talking them through the price adjustment, they're usually going to ask you a number. Well, Brendan, if we had to adjust it, what do you think? It's never what you think. It's what the market is telling us. And make sure that you're doing a significant enough adjustment that it's going to make a difference. I see agents do this all the time. You reduce a price property $5,000. Now, unless that property was $50,000 property, right? Which which we don't have a lot here, but maybe where you do, you have $50,000 properties. Five grand is not going to make a difference. We need to make sure, because otherwise, if I was listed at 500, 600, if I was listed at 495 versus 500, don't you think people would have made offers at 495? Make sure you can explain that to your seller. It wouldn't have made a difference. Make sure that the price adjustment is sigma. But Brendan, what's, what percentage should I use and all this? It's case by case. My recommendation is if you didn't have offers, make it substantial enough so you guarantee that you get offers so you do not have to come back and do another price adjustment. The thing that, we're, that, that sellers hate the most is you come back a second time to adjust this price, they go, you have no idea what you're doing. We don't want that. Let's be real estate heroes. That's who we want to be, not the real estate zeros. And then number eight, by all means, be honest. Don't beat around the bush. Give them direct feedback. Don't be a jerk, but you know, make sure you frame it in the right way. But don't sit here and be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm sure we're going to have an offer next week. Come on, right? Every day that this property is sitting on the market, it becomes a depreciating asset. Every single day, from the second it hits the market, it becomes less and less valuable in the eyes of the overall market. You need to act quickly. You need to adjust. You need to be aggressive. You need to be smart. And it's your duty to your seller 
to make sure that you're honest. Those are my eight tips. Those are just scratching the surface. If you want more information or to check out more things that we offer, check out our Elite Progression Series. Go to brendanbardic.com. We have our free script book that has all of these script that I just took you through, the three options. That's in our script book. It'll really help you develop these crucial conversations that'll help you lead to much greater success. I hope you enjoyed the video. Drop a comment. Let me know what you thought. Give me any of your feedback. And as always, I wish you great success.